Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. is a show called Boobays. Yeah, cute. It's a nice little double entendre. We love titties, except for you don't. Well, yeah, I can appreciate. Yeah, you, you can know, appreciate a good art. pair of boobies. Yeah. And everyone has tibbies. We do. So Guys even ghosts. Anybody. Ghosts have <sighs> tibbies. They're my favorite kind of. Ghost titties. Titty having mm-hmm. kinds of beings. Mine too. Yeah. Mine too. Mm. Well, Anyways. we're here to talk about, you know, some good old horror. Yes, this is a place where you can find all your horror needs. Um, we are not professionals in any way. Not licensed in any kind of sort of thing. I it, This would be like me starting a food blog. Mm, but you like to eat. <laughs> I do. I do love to eat, and I love to watch horror. Overqualified already. Yes. So, I've seen a lot of movies. I own a Shutter yeah. account, okay? Yeah. I think that means I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. My Shutter comes back every uh, October well, September uh, Shutter, you need to sponsor us because I'm going to mention you like six times a day on this episode. Just saying. Little, uh, Anyways, we're already there. famous. Very much so. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, so uh, a little bit about us. I don't. I mean, mm. get to know your bay. Mm-hmm. That's us. We're yeah. the bays. <laughs> this is all the booze. Yes. Um, so don't uh, boo us though. I've always loved horror, mm. like because I don't know. There's something about the thrill of getting kind of sucked into a whole different world and you're just like what's gonna happen yeah oh my gosh was there a specific movie that um or book that really mm. was like a pivotal turning point for you to where you were like i like this shit i'm hooked the blair witch project mm. um you know the it, original it, they, right. mm-hmm, okay, it is what it is but like man well, i watched I love it the original. Mm-hmm, well i watched it too when i was like I had to be like seven, like really young. Mm-hmm. And so we were in our my family's living room. And I just remember my dad leaving at some point. But we were too enwrapped in the movie that we didn't notice. And his favorite thing is to scare us mm. growing up. And so we all kind of do it to each other. And I find myself doing it to my friends and they hate me for it. <laughs> um, but um, he's scared the living daylights out of all of us. And I just remember that feeling and being wrapped in like darkness and – I was, I, I was terrified of it, but I liked it. <laughs> oh, I forgot I have a good demon voice. <laughs> Ugh, we'll have Sorry. to work that in later. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, and then ever since, like, it's just that with, like, you know, sci-fi, but that's a different tangent. Um, it's, like, my favorite genre. I just love it. And it's just, like, it's such a 
free creative license too because there's no rules well i mean there are rules obviously yeah, it's gotta be <laughs> well but, but then there's but there's not because yeah, there's just like, so many mm. there's so many niches within horror as well yeah like it's just you can do anything you really can mm-hmm. you can it's so beautiful for me i think the movie that like made me really be like i really love this shit it was probably and it's like kind of goes down as my one of my all-time faves is uh, Hitchcock's Psycho. Mm, classic. I do love it. Um, it's not, I mean, for the time, it was scary. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around during that time. <laughs> wasn't even thought of. I don't even think my mother was. Maybe she was. Yeah. Um, but it was scary for then. It yeah. is obviously not scary now. Well, now, yeah, because we're so desensitized to everything. Yeah. But yeah, because most then, everything is not scary to me. I watch yeah. it and I'm like, so if it gets a jump out of me, I'm like, oh. Damn. Yeah, or if I one. find myself like struggling to sleep at night, like because a lot of the times I fall asleep to horror movies. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, and I live in a house with haunted dolls. Like I've a met billion. Them. Yes. I can confirm. And I sleep with them, not like in the bed, bed couch with me, but <laughs> they sleep on my walls. <laughs> they sleep in your house with you in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not scared. No. Well, um, it's all about the mind. Like yeah. it's all about what you allow to like, you know, mm, consume you. Yeah. You know, basically, in a way. True. But, yeah, so I love that. The love one that, that like scared, the one that actually freaked me out though, and then I still have a slight, uh, like fear, paranoia to this day, is a very obscure movie called Milo, and it's not the one with like the little gremlin looking Milo. Okay, it's this weird movie with that. I think it's just like a random kid. I don't even think he's like an alien, but I remember him looking like kind of like um, fuck, what's their names from Star Wars? The they called Jawas, and yeah. those little tink tink uh-huh. ones that in, they in look space like ball. Bears? No, those no. are Ewoks. Ewoks, my bad. So Jawas, I'm pretty Jawas. sure. Oh, like Jar Jar Binks. No, oh, like I'm they're the little ones that are in that big. They're like in the sand, and they drive that big old thing, and oh, they're the little short ones yes. with the pointy hoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe about. they're called Jawas. He kind of looked like that, but in a raincoat. Like he kind of had those glowing eyes on the cover and stuff. Anyways, yeah. there's this point where he's crawling around in the air vent on the floor That's and like cool. watching the this girl. And so I have a weird fear of like floor air vents. <laughs> I don't know why. You never know. There'd be a Jawa in there just watching you, ready to it, yeah. strike. To get me. And then I also have a fear of canopy beds from the movie uh, The Haunting. Mm. So, which is uh, also based on the, those whatever, the, the Haunting of Hill House. It's based mm-hmm. on Hill House. So, that is also based on the book, whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Which that's is even in itself is so cool to how like so much horror in movies is pulled from actual like real life, you know, quote unquote events, mm-hmm. you know. So. Exactly. Like the movie we're going to talk about today. Mm. That's that way. Yes. Look at that. I'm a natural. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. A classic. We sat here for a while trying to decide what it is we were going to do as our first movie because um, we tried to go back and mm-hmm. figure out what our favorite horror film is. And like, while I love Psycho, there's so many others that hold like, that could arguably that hold that spot. Yeah. yeah. It's just that that one holds a special place, but I don't know if it's like necessarily, it's just like a all-time favorite, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily my number one. It, I get what you mean, though. Like It's like, it's like zero. Mm-hmm. It's zero on a zero. one to ten. For me, also, too, I, I mentioned the Blair Witch Project, but um, 
Darkness Falls mm-hmm. was also a really big one in my childhood that like was like, oh okay, I do like this. For novels, Stephen King mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and Pet Cemetery was I think the first one I ever read. It's the first Stephen King novel I read. I love it. I need to get into that because I, I was never a reader. I have when I was younger. I have a few of his books at home. Mm. I can lend you them. The copy, my cover of The Shining, though, is about to fall apart. It's a very oh, old last threads. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so The Exorcist, it mm-hmm. we boiled down to it because we both felt that it was. I mean, it it's an actual classic. Mm-hmm, very much so, and it's actually inspired so much too after it. And there's oh, yeah. So much that it, like draws from the exorcist it was really the first of its kind with touching on religion in a way that um that wasn't like kind of talking only about the good side of religion Mm -hmm. it showed some of the nasty parts of believing and choosing to have faith um or not choosing and then possibly letting in other things it's actually a really like going through it and watching it it's like the dialogue and the character development throughout it as no, well it's, it's just hella like, progressive yeah. and then i mean it's just wild we watched it again last night um because we figured we should get a refresher because it has been it's been years for yeah. me like at least 10 years since i've seen the exorcist I'd say just about the same for me and like right after high school it's because it's not on it. any streaming services until i found it on showtime but they're taking it off tomorrow so mm-hmm. like we uh, literally caught that shit. Yeah, we did. Thank God. Or someone. <laughs> You're welcome, you guys. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so many, but there's so many other documentaries and stuff out there. Um, like I watched, I've watched quite a few on Shudder. Mm-hmm. On like all, the making. Mm-hmm. And stuff just all about the movie. But of course it's uh, actually on there, which um, hopefully maybe that's why it's coming off Showtime. Maybe it's maybe. going to Shudder. I would like that. Transferring. They did just get American Werewolf in London. Which I was one. like, wow, good job, Shudder. Yeah. I was like, you need to have more classics. I will yeah. say, Shudder has the best. Oh, I sound like I'm a fucking sponsor us already. Look, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an ad. I just legitimately use Shudder. Shudder has and the best original content. They do have some very good original content. And then they also have the best collection of um, foreign horror films mm. for Americans. I'm. I don't mm-hmm. know if they have other worlds. Everywhere else, if it's not made in America, it's foreign to me. Yeah. Um, so, I think that's the concept. Yeah. <clears throat> and so they have some incredible ones. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. And I hope that we can cover like Indonesian More horror. Those, yeah. It's hella good. So stay tuned, you guys, because you got to yeah. stick around for that. It ain't going to be just all classics and stuff. We're going to get into some weird new ones, too, because mm-hmm. there's quite a few that I've seen that I love. And who knows? Maybe they haven't seen them and they'll get into it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Go watch the movie after you hear our commentary. Mm-hmm. I took notes. I, I love it. I'm amazing. I took notes in my head. Yeah. Um. So back to the movie. Yeah. Um. Really good. Yeah. And also too, touching back on that uh, subject of like it's a presence is like even back then you know how um you would see videos of like people ladies like fainting walking out of the Mm -hmm. movie theater because they're so disturbed by what they're watching so i actually called my mom uh and asked her because my stepfather was born in 69 Mm -hmm. and no 60 something anyways he was 11 when the movie came out Mm -hmm. so it came out in 73 Mm -hmm. so he was not 69 was when he was born yeah (laughs) um but he couldn't go see it because he was not old enough in theaters but he said his buddy Clyde I think was his name I don't know went and saw it 
and he had to sleep with this, this like 16 or 18 year old man had to sleep with his parents for the next three days because he wow. was so disturbed yeah. after leaving the theater and seeing that and i think that is beautiful mm-hmm. it really it really gives justice to the director um and what he wanted to accomplish oh yes yeah. so there's really so much that can be talked about um with the exorcist um so i used to run another show called what's your excuse and at one point on there we covered exorcisms or mm-hmm. actually ouija boards and i chose to cover the Ooh, crap what's his name did i text you his name ronald text... doubt ronald doe or something mm-hmm. um oh yeah okay the exorcism of roland doe mm-hmm. is the what is the like actual real life case that kind of inspired that had a lot of parts that inspired mm-hmm. the actual novel of the exorcist um which is what the movie is more or less based on he definitely took he definitely took some major chunks from it but he also left a lot out Mm because yeah he was like i want it to be i watched the documentary with him talking the producer um or director talking about it this morning and he was like i just wanted it to be like straightforward i didn't want all the flashbacks and everything that are in the novel which i've never read the novel so i no fucking clue i have no basis for it yeah um but apparently he's got a whole bunch of flashbacks and stuff like that and he was like nah i just want it to be so that's what he gave us um but so the exorcism of roland doe he was a young kid i believe i don't know i'm not gonna even quote i did a whole thing on it and i don't remember um anyways his aunt was somewhat into like witchy stuff mm-hmm. and spiritualism so how it starts yep and she like had a Ouija board one day and they were messing with it and then I guess he went and like messed with it on his own which that doesn't uh, I was saying that I thought that David the Mm -hmm. kid that was oh wait oh that was in the conjuring that's a different movie right Mm, that's next week's episode we watched that yeah (laughs) I'm so confused (laughs) anyways um but she does play with the Ouija board too. She does. She yes. does. Okay. Reagan. She yes. does. Because she finds it in the closet somewhere in the basement or and wherever. She's talking she's to at. Mr. Howdy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeehaw. Um, so he plays with this Ouija board, welcomes a spirit demon, and essentially gets possessed. It's always a demon. It's never a friendly ghost. No. Mm-hmm. It's like, hi, I'm your mom. And then it's like, psych. <laughs> Get in your pocket. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is kind of like, exactly what happened um for his exorcism though 48 people were present just like sitting there eating fucking popcorn oh I guess. watching yeah watching yeah. they're just chilling in there it's like a side show yeah watch and they're like Ooh, you want to go see an exorcism today like <laughs> <laughs> it's only a penny yeah yeah and they went and watched and made a nice profit off of this young boy's soul <laughs> anything for the money anything for profit yep um, I can totally see that though, because back in the day they used to could do that kind of shit. I mean, yeah, they would have public hangings, mm-hmm, so go watch why stuff. not a public exorcism? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that is who Roland Doe's who inspired the original Exorcist novel, hence the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It's funny because I guess was the novel written by William Peter Blatty. Yes, I, I believe his name, so. Right? Yeah. Him and the director are both Williams. That's funny. Like it was meant to be. He wrote it. Now, I believe the book was actually published in 69. Mm-hmm. And then he created the film, or it came out in 73. So. It's 71. Oh, it was 71. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, the novel is. The novel. Okay. But the movie. Damn, that's a fast turnaround. It really is. Honestly, for I feel like no book comes out now, and they're like, "Hey, let's make a movie about it tomorrow." Like it takes like years of pushing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just some fun facts that I kind of picked up while watching that documentary Mm -hmm. this morning on Shutter, and it's a it's called Leap of Faith, and it's all with the producer. Um, he's sitting there talking. What's his name again? William something. William Friedkin. 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 Friedkin William. Friedkin. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so he's the director, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I keep getting the word producer and director. What? Well, well, they because got he's a the same. I think he was the same. He also like oh, pretty no. much put all the music in by hand because he, he went to like three different composers, like world renowned, like some of the best composers in the world and was like, fuck you. I don't like this music. He was like, I know you're the best, but this is trash that you just, mm-hmm. it's like you insulted my film. And well, so he had a really clear idea. intention with what he wanted to make. He's low key a dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, what he did to, well, are you about to jump into that? Um, I will. Mm. Uh, but he was not a nice director. No, mm-hmm. no, he really wasn't. And uh, part of it, like watching the sleep of faith thing, I was like, uh, he's like a narcissist. Cringe. And I can see it. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not here to talk about his personality. Um, he said there's a film. I've never seen it. It's called Ordet. 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 I don't know. He said it real fancy. Okay. And I just wrote it down the way it said, and I'm going to say it sounds like a French word or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it is like the only film that at all inspired him or influenced him with like the way that he wanted to go with the film because it had just some like beautiful moments. And then again, he was really interested in pursuing like religion in a light that's not as Mm -hmm. like kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and or not cheesy, because then also, you got like the yeah. Ten Commandments out there, like yeah, that's true, and everything <laughs> that was probably out at that time. But also, too, I maybe not necessarily not kind, but more so like just the truth of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, the, everything. The but. fact that I mean, the devil's there; mm-hmm. he'll get inside your body. Um, I thought this was cool though. The opening scene there is an actual like archeo- archaeological dig. That was happening. At that time. Uh-huh. And that's what they were filming. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a German archaeologist there with the help of, they were in Iraq, right? Mm-hmm. It was Iraq. Yeah. So with like help from them. And he pretty much came in and was like, I want to just have this home guy walk around and we're going to film y'all. Is that okay? And they were like, okay. And I'm like, really surprised they let them do that? Right. Because like they could have but- fucked up so much artifacts and that- stuff. And they probably also were just like, didn't know what it was for. So mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I those mean, those opening shots too, though, like, I don't know what movie inspired him or what that looked like. But, and also throughout the whole movie, he had some really like cinematography, the, the framing, like mm-hmm. it was some really nice shots. Yeah. He talked, he talked a lot about like transitions and really wanting very specific like angles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, I thought it was cool. The, the music that's happening at the beginning is literally just somebody dipping their finger and rubbing it around the rim of a wine glass. Yeah. And that's all, all that is there. Sometimes the most simplest things are what make the thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, another funny fact that I, so remember at the beginning where he is then sitting there drinking that little beer thing and taking his heart meds. Yeah. And then he's like kind of looking around and stuff and he sees the guy who turns with the milky eye mm-hmm. or the one eye. <laughs> and so Demon eye. yeah, it's pretty much all of it is like kind of a premonition, but he said the only 
um, metaphor that he ever meant to put in was like the St. Joseph medal that they find that, and then he kind of tosses it aside and then yeah. the metaphor of it like falling. Um, and he was like, literally the rest were accidents. He's like, people just in- kept on interpreting Interpret. it. And he was like, I didn't mean to, he's like, that really wasn't my intention, but like, cool. Yeah. I'm glad, glad you, it that way. <laughs> glad you found all that for me. <laughs> he was like, I was just doing what felt right. I was going off my instinct. Yeah. So I feel like pretty much he was like, I'm low key a genius. Did it all unintentionally. And then that Glad y'all picked up on it. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was also really, there are a lot of moments where it's like almost foreshadowing of like what's yeah. about to happen, you know? Exactly. Very yeah. Because there's so much in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I mean, obviously when he goes, so the name of that demon is Pazuzu. Mm-hmm. And so he went and looked like, obviously that is like a premonition, a very obvious one saying yeah. like, oh shit, something bad going to happen. <laughs> Something so, wicked this way comes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah, we can talk about how he's a little bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. How um he slapped Linda Blair, I think, right, a few times. Um. Something I I remember I know that one scene, the masturbation scene, mm-hmm. and at when she Linda Blair fl- falls back, that that the pain that's recorded on her face there was real. She fucked up her back in that fall. I don't remember if she was pushed or like if she was made to do it so many times mm-hmm. or something. Um, that is covered in the Cursed Films documentary, which I knew I had seen before, but I couldn't remember. And so it's been, I watched it when it first came Ages. out. Yeah. And so I don't remember exactly everything that happened there. But I do remember, yeah, she was, the pain that happened like when she, after Reagan was saying like, lick me, lick me, which... Mm-hmm. That full <laughs> film is vulgar. Oh my gosh, yeah. There like, were some parts too where I was just like, ooh. Like still, yeah. I, I forgot I, the di- actual dialogue. You exactly, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I was like, holy fuck, they're saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, this is, whoa. I think about the back in the day when it came out in 73. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a whole fucking cross going into her vagina. Also, man, her vagina was torn to shreds. Just bloody. Just, man. Ouch! And I then can't when imagine. She put her mom's head down there. Yep. That sent me. Mm-hmm. Just like wow. Yep. The audacity. Oh, poor mom. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. And then that's exactly right after that is when she falls back in that scene. Uh, and when she hits the ground, you can see like yeah. her hand automatically flies to her back, and her face like looks like it's audibly like or I mean in pain. Yeah, very much in pain. Um, so I think he also maybe made her do it again or something afterwards. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He did punch homeboy in the face. Um, one of the guys. So the guy who comes and delivers the last rites to the person who fell down the stairs. Oh. Um, yeah, he's an actual priest, though. He's not. He was not an actor. Um, ben Daniels, I believe. Father Daniels. Mm-hmm. No. Father Dyer. Dyer. William O'Malley. Father Di- Dyer. That's the one. Is who comes and delivers the ra- last rites. But he wasn't. I don't think an actual actor. And so, oh. I mean, for the rest of it, he was just really being himself, being mm-hmm. a priest, what a priest father. Would yeah. But at this point, he couldn't deliver the emotion to like, I mean, I don't, but the body was pretty convincing looking. Like, it really was. I was like, there with his little fists and yeah. hands clenching it. I'm like, I, I feel like I could start crying looking at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but essentially, he couldn't do it. So he asked him to stand up, like, ask, like, hey, what's going on? And um, he's just like, I just can't. And so then he just turns around and then punches him in the fucking face and says, action. And I was like, if you ever wanted to 
expression out of me. Yeah. That's the way to elicit it. I would have been angry. <laughs> I would have just been like, motherfucker. Maybe he was just so in shock. But also, too, if things had already been going on prior to that, he probably mm-hmm. would have expected it. Yeah. Because I know that he was... And they were friends. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I don't punch my friends in the face. I don't know about y'all. Whatever it takes for the art. Yeah, I guess so. He said, those tactics wouldn't fly today. And I'm like, no, no shit. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Um, he also... There's a one point where... Um, Jason Miller, so who plays the main priest, mm-hmm. Damien. Father Casa? Casas. 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 Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, there's one point where he's like sitting down, um, and they needed a very like jolty, startled reaction from him when the phone rang. And um, he's sitting there, and the reason that Damien's character looks so freaked out when this phone rings and it like jumps like literally it looks like he jumps like at least three inches out of his seat turns around is because this motherfucker shot a rifle like right behind mm. the camera and so it was just he just heard a gunshot yeah and we heard a telephone but like so the power of post editing yeah so he just did a bunch of crazy shit like that um another cool thing that i thought was father Marin, so who was in the beginning mm-hmm. and then who comes in and um at the end and like he threw out the whole thing so he also said he only likes to do like one take and he it's because he likes the spontaneity he wants the, like raw emotion in it so he's pretty much like you better not fuck up yeah um no pressure yeah yeah exactly um but father Marin's actor was pretty much like struggling with the scene, scene where he had to go like declaim the demon and be like pretty much like get the fuck out mm-hmm. pack your bags um and so he was having trouble, like, conveying that emotion and, like, the actual power that needed to be behind it to be like, yo, demon, get out. Very authoritative. Yeah. And so he pulls him aside and he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And he's like, why can't you do this? And he goes, um, he just said, well, I guess it's just that I don't believe in God. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. And so then he was like, what the hell? Because this actor also literally played Jesus in an older film. His name is Max von Sydow. Yes, Mm -hmm. Max von Sydow. And so he played Jesus at one point and he was like, well, you literally played a religious character. Like, what the hell? And he was like, well, I just played him like a man. And he goes, well, then play this like a man Mm -hmm. who's fucking going head to head with a demon so he did and then he had the emotion right and that's the scene they used he was like it was like a completely different person he said it pissed me off because actors are supposed to act and i was like god like at least you got your scene going in all the shade i was like damn sir okay um he's like we filmed our movie i got what i needed out of you yeah pretty much uh i mean i i totally understand it though it was his baby Mm -hmm. in the end like that's what it was like i I mean, probably be, like, written on everything. Like, this is the only thing I cared about in life. Well, and I mean, the longevity that it's had afterwards. I mean, we're here talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, nearly, what, f- almost 50 years later? Mm. Just like, I feel like, uh, I mentioned the Curse Films documentary earlier, yeah. um, that The Exorcist was another one that, obviously, it's the first movie covered in that documentary series that I t- mentioned. Um but I feel like Poltergeist is kind of more well known as like the 
because I think it's more recent. Yeah. As like, and it had a fuck ton of deaths associated with it. It did. Um, as being like the most cursed film, but mm-hmm. The Exorcist also had a fuck ton of deaths and or and just spooky stuff that happened on set as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, which I remember, I learned about this while listening to, I believe, my favorite murder, um, which is one of my favorite podcasts. There was a serial killer on mm-hmm. set. And so when there, he played one of the doctors as they were doing uh, the All little the, scans well, on her brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was Paul Bateson. He was born on August 24th, 1940. And he is an American convicted murderer and former radio radiographer. And so he appeared as a radiological technologist in a scene in The Exorcist. And um, that is wild. Yep, and which inspired blah blah blah. Yeah, so he was just there. He was already was he already a serial killer before this scene? Yeah, I think he was like killing people at Mm -hmm. that time, and he just hadn't been caught. And then he was an actual radiographer, Mm -hmm. and so they, I think, they used actual people. They just were like, "Here, I need yeah, not actors. Yeah, Yeah. I needed to look like real, so they just went and they filmed it. And then yeah, so he's one of the radiographers that's in it as a convicted serial killer talk about so that's fun coincidences there i know i was like i wonder Bam. if the movie itself then perpetuated more killing or oh yeah maybe mm. just got all in it well i wonder when well one uh, well that's a whole different subject i wonder when he was caught in all that then yeah i don't remember all that i didn't look up that much because filming is before you know then the movie comes out you know yeah that's and then crazy. they're like whoa that's the person <laughs> that killed my sister like For real, right <laughs> why he on this television that's how he was found out yeah <laughs> a murder a thriving serial killer though with an acting career could mm-hmm. you imagine we find out like you know george I mean, clooney one of these days is like a serial i feel killer. like you're in a, a high profile bill. enough like spot i feel like that would be the way to do it right, you can get away with murder yeah you pay people off oh, that's crazy it's already happening i'm gonna do it we're about to get the moment shut I get down, famous. The whole lights shut down here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to the movie. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so we already talked about uh, Linda Blair. So like lots of injuries came along with it. So Linda Blair from that fall, she had long term back injuries, and then so did um, Reagan, and so who or the girl who played Reagan. the possessed Reagan, Ellen Burstyn. Oh. Wait. Ellen Burson is the mom. Okay, yeah. Ellen Burson was the mom. Sorry. Linda Blair, though. Um, so Ellen Burson had the actual... Sorry, I said the wrong name earlier then. Okay. Ella Burson's who had the fall and who... Yes. Okay. So the mom. Whenever she was falling back because mm-hmm. she got pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then Linda Blair... The little girl. The little girl. Uh, she, I believe, inter- got a lot of back injuries from the way that the bed was shaking and mm-hmm. they literally had some sort of contraption they would just like throw her around and yeah her body was just like mm-hmm. fucking destroyed not cg no cgi back then yeah yeah and so they really did it and um i mean she really didn't go on to do much else after this either no. she really kind of was just i think like, she was really typecasted too and nobody wanted to work with the yeah girl who had a demon inside her mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like nope um there was also a fire that mm-hmm. occurred on the set, and it burned down almost everything except for Reagan's bedroom. I read about that one time. Which is like, that's pretty creepy. Do you think that's tied to, like, you know, spiritual presence or something happening because of the type of film that they were making? I mean, I feel like they're definitely... It, it, it's all like... Like, when you talk about that stuff and, like, you look into it, you're obviously opening some sort of doorway. You're inviting mm-hmm. something in. A portal. Yeah. 
And so I feel like if you're sitting there actively messing with religious paraphernalia and the occult, yeah, Mm -hmm. actually stabbing, yeah, like Mm -hmm. you're probably going to piss someone off in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe God was like, hey, Satan, go handle this. Or maybe God was just like, do whatever y'all want. Have fun. Yeah. (laughs) Both of them. I don't know. That's wild, though. I, feel like I don't know. I grew up in a super, like, religious family. And so, like, that's also, too, why I never, like, even watched it growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, we could watch Blair Witch Project for some reason, you know. The Exorcist was always just like, no, that's too far. Yeah. That's, we're not. Yeah. So uh, I didn't watch it till later. But, yeah, I just so I even remember watching it for the first time and feeling, like, um, almost that, like, ooh, I don't feel like I should be watching this right yeah. now. This is, like, very, it goes there. Well, yeah, I mean, because, like, now when I think back on it, and, like, now that I know what all those words mean, too, mm-hmm. and stuff, like. Like when they're speaking Latin? Well, no. Or? Just, like, I mean, because I think when the first time I saw it, I was pretty young. Oh, okay. So I didn't yeah. understand, like, Snatch like lick me or, or fuck yeah. me, mm-hmm. you know, like, I didn't really understand. And then now I was like, oh, my God, she just shoved her mom's head in her vagina. Yeah. Like, <laughs> What? <laughs> and or, so, or when she's talking to the the priest, the fathers. Yeah, and mm. so it's just like, yeesh. Um, I don't know. Like, I never really realized how. Like, I mean, borderline. Even watching it last night, I was like, oh god, I'm a little uncomfortable. It's pretty dark. And I it's was like, really and dark. I have probably one of the most open vocabularies out there. Yeah. Pretty Nothing's well, off limits pretty for dark, me. Pretty. Um. I don't even know the word I'm looking for. It's just a, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Fucked up. Yeah. They did a good job. Um, As we said earlier, a bunch of people fainting, vomiting as they Mm -hmm. left the theaters. Um, One person even blamed their miscarriage on it. (laughs) So that's interesting. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of known as one of the most notorious cursed films of all times. Uh, I love that. It's pretty cool. Good little tidbit there. Yeah. Going back to earlier when you were talking about the radiologist, I actually enjoyed that a lot because it's like it does very show the times of like when the movie was made in society. And so she's like trying to figure out still like, I don't know, a lot of newer demon possession movies. I think there's only one that I can remember, like, I guess Insidious, where they kind of show him going through (laughs) going through with the doctors but everything else is like oh carol ann there might not be something wrong with her mental health she's got a demon in her yeah and then it just goes straight to you know possession shit yeah yeah so i did like that aspect because it did kind of show more of like she was trying to figure out what is wrong with this child yeah lots of stuff is going (laughs) this is not right man and that thing they placed in her neck (laughs) oh i didn't like that uh, i was mm -mm. not a fan that's I looked painful. Yeah. And then I just, there's so much blood squirting out. Well, I was like, think eek. the demon would have came out at that point. Yeah, but, been like, bitch. For real. Don't stab me. <laughs> oh, man. But I honestly don't know what that was. Like, what? Is that an IV they were sticking in? I don't Like, I don't why? No, I was confused. It was as definitely well. the 70s. Yeah. I was like, mm. that's a medical practice I don't understand. And I don't think they use it anymore. No. Because I think what they were essentially doing was an MRI. Yeah. And. I've had quite a few MRIs due to my multiple concussions. And so I thought, I've never had anything stabbed in my neck like that. Well, I've had like um, x-rays done on like my abdomen and stuff before. Mm -hmm. And they hooked up an IV to me and they injected me with like these different type of like 
almost they're, it's like metal it's like liquids that they're putting in you so that way whenever that create the machine is going around you it sees it running through your veins or whatever and so it's easier for it to pick up every little oh. detail and so that's what i thought they were doing to her first but then i was like no they're taking out blood yeah <laughs> weird you see i i had internal bleeding once but instead of injecting it into my veins they made me drink this nasty route 44 mm. drink thing that's supposed to be apple juice and Needless to say, to this day, I do not like apple juice. Mm. And uh, that made my insides glow. Yeah, that's but the same thing. I wish they would have put it and in it, my vein. It tasted God. like metal. Oh, yeah. I just remember mine tasted like and a poor me, excuse for me, apple juice. It made me feel really cold everywhere, instantaneously. I don't remember. I think I was just already in cold sweats, though, because I had internal bleeding for like two weeks. <laughs> God, Caitlin. It's okay. That's literally me. I never, I, I do not go to the doctor until it's like the last yeah like I'm, about to, I'm on the brink of death that's what happened we rushed to the er at 3 a.m mm-hmm. and i woke my dad up and i was like dad God. i think i'm really sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like oh fuck it's the actual exorcist <laughs> yeah i'm puking there uh mm. yeah anyways they pushed a lot of boundaries in the film it is like we said a classic uh by all means and i think if i had to so this is what we're gonna do y'all we're gonna give mm. these films um a boo rating, which will be little ghost or whatever, you know, one, two, five stars, five ghost. Kind of like a star rating. You yeah, get it? But it's smart. Ghosts. Yeah, but with ghosts. Little boos. We're clever. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be rating it. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you rate it? I would rate it a good 4.5, to 4. be honest. 4.5. 4.5, half boo. Half boo. There's a little half boo in there. Four and a half ghost. I don't know if it's an O or a O, a bo. Mm. Boobo. Um, okay, yeah. So I give it a four point five. Okay. Uh, booze. Um, I would say that I really, um, I mean, it in itself is just such a good film. Like all the whole way through, the anticipation it builds up, the you know escalating all the way to the final exorcism, and she's just like, you know, thrashing in the room and stuff, and then and the makeup was incredible. Oh, that too. Like, they, they did, did it really good with that. Really good job. Um, I like. It still holds up to this day, All the, which is a testament. It really does. She looked really tore up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're thinking, too, you're like, how is this child even going to survive whatever is happening to her? Yeah. Even I'm if like, her body looks like it's broken like 18 times. The demon out of her. <laughs> she's going to be dead when it comes out. And so. It's like she's on life support, but the demon's the life support. Mm-hmm. It's a parasite. It's a little vessel keeping him. Um, so I like all of it. And I also really liked his attention to detail with the framing and like the shots and mm-hmm. just how beautiful it actually was too. Oh, there was another part where, so with the stairs in that, you know, mm-hmm. notorious scene, there's a part where, um, one of the characters is walking by it and like pauses and stares and like, essentially is like, you're, you know, that he's remembering like what's at the end. Yeah. yeah. What's Dyer. happened. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you see that he's remembering that. And he got that idea from, he said, when he was uh, younger and he would walk to school and fr- on the like streets of Chicago, there was um, this neighborhood that he had to walk through where a pretty horrific uh, murder took place. And essentially, this girl, young girl, was dragged out from her window, decapitated and then also dismembered and then they just like left her body parts on the street mm. and so he was like every time i walked by that neighborhood like all i could think about was this like beheaded girl yeah and so then he threw that little tidbit at the end too because he was like well i've had like kind of a personal experience with something yeah. like a traumatic event 
I don't think he saw the body parts, but the body parts were just like put out on the lawn. I'm sure he saw it in the paper or something. Mm-hmm. Or even just being young, mm-hmm. having that imprinted in your memory. Yeah. So that was another, like, there's just so many things where, yeah, dick or not, I mean, he did a fucking stand-up job. Fantastic job. And the attention to detail is out of this world. And dick or not, he got pretty great acting out of everybody, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the all the acting was pretty good. I it think might be fucked up for life, but I read it's fine. that... Um, <laughs> Um, Damien, Father Damien, he they wanted like the studio wanted uh, Al Pacino to play him. Well, they but, actually already hired another person, like Jason Peck or something. Uh, and then I forgot his name. He w- looked like a he was a well known actor at the time. Mm-hmm. They had to pay his full salary when they whenever they decided to go with who played Damien. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the reason that he, I believe that he ended up choosing Damien was because he, like, would Damien, the actor who played him, was actually, uh, his name is Jason Miller. Yeah. Was in uh, another film before that, that one, like, all these accolades. Stacy Keach was who was hired by Blatty mm-hmm. uh, to p- play him. But Friedkin, yeah, then found Paul Newman and said, no, I want him. Mm-hmm. Because he had seen a play with him in it. That's what it was. And then he had said something, and then I guess he read the script, and he called up, what's his face? Friedrich. I, I can't say his name. Why can't I remember Friedkin. his name? Friedkin. Mm-hmm. Um, called up him, and he said, I am this person. Like, I am Damien. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, cool, but we've already hired this Don't other tell. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was like, no, I need to play this role. And he was like, you're literally, what? No. And then he was like, just shoot a scene with me. Let me show you. And so then he was like, okay, you can fly out here on your own dime and throw you a bone. Like, yeah. And he's like, but you already know that we've hired someone. Mm -hmm. So he did. And then he did like three different scenes. And then afterwards he was like, he called (laughs) the people and was like, yeah, get rid of Stacy. This is the guy. Yeah. He's like, I want, I want this guy. And so, and they were like, are you shitting me? He's a nobody. Like he's Mm -hmm. literally, he's been in a play. That's what you heard him from. And then he was like, yeah, I don't care. He's who I want. So put him in. So they did. Out. And they they had to pay Stacy Keach's whole salary in full, That's which I was like, that. damn. But. Hey, what you do for the art? Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, I would give it, I think I'd give it, well, now I feel inclined to give it four and a half, too. No, you, you don't. You give it whatever rating you want to. I feel like I was originally thinking four, so okay. I'll just go there. I mean, it is a very good one. Um, that gives it a solid overall rating of four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite horror film of all time. Um, I feel like once I go back and once I rate more, I'll be like, oh, no, I was too forgiving on some and then, like, yeah. too strict on others. We have no precedent. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe in a year I'll change that. <laughs> I'll say, oh, JK. I want this one to be another reason. These boos are subject to change. Yes. These boos are subject to change once we get more educated. Mm-hmm. Get into figuring out our whole rating system of yeah. what criteria makes a good. This test run pilot film. episode. This is. This is the pilot um, episode. So I guess also, too, for the criteria, I mean, for me at least, it's what was the emotion that I felt, mm. the cinematography and how it looks, and then the acting. Yeah. Um. And the acting was sure. good. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, sometimes, questionably, unfortunately, acting in horror movies can be a little bit mm. um, 
very bad. Cringe. <laughs> so it really holds Too up. Forced. It really holds up. Yeah. Because well, it's almost more so a drama as well. Yeah. Because like absolutely none of that seemed forced. It just was very natural. And you're like, yeah. I'm not questioning the fact that this person is acting right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, because I don't, like it just seems so real. Because mm-hmm. then there's some where you watch it and you're like, ooh, you can tell that that's not the way they would have said that or like mm-hmm. they're putting more inflection or it's too forced, it's too forced or yeah it's the, the dialogue almost seems like fake exactly like, mm-hmm. well that is all i have for the exorcist any closing notes uh, you know just be careful with which ouija board you play with and what you invite in always make sure you say goodbye yeah, if you that. don't say goodbye you're fucked if a demon named Zozo pops up or it keeps going between yes and no and just flying all over the board, say goodbye immediately. Pazuzu the demon. Yeah, Pazuzu could come out. Mm-hmm. A little panini. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, which also, I mean, side quick note too, my sister had a friend back in high school who played with the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And that friend, I guess, messed with some stuff that she shouldn't have messed with. And she started like waking up with scratches <laughs> on her body. Demons. And so she were told, they threes? She, I'm not sure. Oh. So she ended up telling her mother because her mom didn't know that like she was playing it with her cousins and stuff and hiding it under the bed. Mm-hmm. And so they then did, like she told her, and so they decided to go throw it away. And like they went and throw threw it away in like not just like their garbage can, but like mm-hmm. I think the city garbage or the dump, you know. And that she woke up the next day and that it was on her front porch. Nope. Mm-hmm. Hard pass. It's mm-hmm. like when you throw away a haunted doll. Annabelle yeah. did that. Oh, yeah. Not my Annabelle. And she came back, yeah. Yeah, but Annabelle, the real Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, well, welcome to the first, and thank you for listening to the first episode of Boobies. Boobies, thank you. It's been fun. A um, few closing remarks. You can, first off, we're recording in the wonderful Rogue Media Network Studios. Very wonderful. Um, they have been so gracious as to help us get this up and off the ground. And uh, yeah, longtime friends. So we're happy to be here. It's a good community, bunch of good shows on this network. So yeah, make sure you check them all out. Yeah, exactly. Not just us, even though mm-hmm. I know we're the best. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're like, you just started and we already <laughs> hate you. No um, viewership. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can find us. Really, right now, we're only on Instagram. If any of more of this changes, maybe eventually we will start a Patreon and stuff like that um, and get a website or something. But for now, you can find us on Instagram, and that is... At Boobays Podcast. That's right. All one word. Mm-hmm. Boo Bays, and that is just like it says on our cover art. It's going to be B-O-O-B-A-E-S. Because we're bays, mm-hmm. Both of us are sexy motherfuckers. All the way. That's right. Um, also, we never talked about how we knew each other, but that's okay. We we'll save Next it for time. another time. Next time. <laughs> We've got plenty to cover. That's right. Um, and then you can also find us on all streaming platforms, really. So that's going to be stuff like Apple Podcasts. Spotify. That's right. You can also find us on Stitcher and Google Play mm-hmm. and there. also Pandora. There we go. That's right. Well, I'll... Sorry, I know. <laughs> many more I've had come a lot up, of we'll practice you know. with how many <laughs> ones come up. Um, but also, do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That is literally the only way we can become any amount of relevant. Um, but yes, so stay tuned for next week. We will be talking about the new Conjuring film. The uh, Devil Made Me Do It. That's right, the third Conjuring. 
And I know we're kind of skipping around, not starting with the first Conjurings, but we both watched it. Boo for now. Boo for now. has been a Rogue Media Podcast.